Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. Today, I want to talk to you about affirming your children. Ephesians 4.29 tells us, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. This certainly applies to building up your children. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's Proverbs 18.21. Parents, what you say and how you say it can either bring life to your child's soul or take life from his or her heart. So you want to be a parent who speaks life to your child. So how can you do this? You can do this by affirming them and affirming them in the correct way. As parents, we want our children to do the right thing. And sometimes if we see them doing something wrong, we correct them, right? However, It's important to correct them the right way. Correction must be done so that it's not coming across as a constant criticism or nagging. You must correct your child and you must discipline them. But a balance has to be achieved. Discipline your child, but balance it by affirming them. Now, let's take a further look at this. First of all, it's important that you affirm your child. And affirming them means that you're not giving them empty praises. The very definition of affirm implies conviction that's based on evidence, experience, or faith. So to confirm your child is to say something that is true about him or her. When you affirm your child, you're giving emotional support and you're giving encouragement. In fact, believe it or not, the lack of parental affirming from one or both parents can leave some children emotionally crippled. Laurel, Laura, I'm sorry, Laura Kewen, that's K-U-E-H-N, in her article, The Importance of Affirming Children, defies affirmations into two classes. She calls one class unique affirmations and the the second one absolute affirmations. Unique affirmations, according to her, affects the spirit. She cites John 3, 8, which says, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, 
but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Laura goes on to say that just like we can see the effects of the wind through the trees, you can see the effects of the Spirit in your children's lives. And parents, it's our job to point them out to the children and to affirm them. Examples, for instance, a child may exhibit patience with the younger sibling. Or your child doesn't get upset after losing a game and normally would. Or your child no longer loses his or her temper when something goes wrong or when you tell them to put their computer down. With each of these examples, you need to point out to your child how he or she has changed and how God is pleased with their behavior when they exhibit patience or when they exhibit um, not getting upset with losing a game or they're no longer losing their temper. So that's unique affirmations. So let's take a look at absolute affirmations. These are affirmations that are not dependent upon your child's behavior or their works, so to speak. These are things that can you can affirm because of their status with Christ. These then are Bible truths. For example, you can affirm your child by saying, God has a plan for your life. God wants the best for you. God loves you. God sent his son to die for you. Those are Bible truths. And they are things that are absolute affirmations. You see, these affirmations go beyond do's and don'ts. Remember, parenting is not just about teaching your children what they can and cannot do. As parents, it's our job to help our children to see themselves the way God sees them. You see, God sees your children as treasured possessions. And we can read that in Deuteronomy 26, verse 18. When your child was born, it was so easy to cheer them on. Remember when you cheered their first steps, how excited you were and how you stood around and you waited for them to take that second step and then that third step? And then what about their first word? Do you remember how excited you got and how you cheered them on and encouraged them to say more? They may have said mama or dada. Whatever they said, you wanted them to keep going and you cheered them on. But you see, as they get older, something happens. You get busier, they get busier. But for whatever reason, the cheering can start to decrease. Hopefully it doesn't, but more often than not, it does. The cheering decreases and the encouraging decreases. Affirming words can come across as nagging. Things that you think are helping your child can sound like nagging to your child. 
So let's be realistic. It is so hard to cheer on a 12-year-old as she stands there rolling her eyes or to cheer on your son when he's standing there and you're trying to talk to him about his grades and why he didn't turn his homework in and why his grades are starting to slip and he storms off. You know, things like this shouldn't happen, but if we're going to be realistic, parents, they do. We find ourselves in situations like this with our children. So you may be saying, okay, so what is it that a parent can do? Well, Dr. Walter Moore tells us that we should use the checkbook method. And I think this is pretty interesting. And it goes sort of like this. Make more deposits than withdrawals into your child's self-esteem checkbook. The deposits then are the loving expressions of affirmation that you should give your children each day. Every time you give your children a positive affirmation, whether it's something like, I love you, or um, you're really listening to them as they express a concern, as you continue doing things like that, you're making positive deposits into your child's account. And their accounts will grow richer with all of these positives that you're putting into their self-esteem, that they are able to become more prepared to tackle a negative world. So let's take a look and see what makes for withdrawals. Well, nagging. Now, nagging is certainly different from talking to them sternly and lovingly and firmly. But there are some negative phrases that you can use that you should not use. And if you do, these are withdrawals. You might say something like, oh man, you are so lazy. Or what about this? Why can't you ever do what I tell you to do? Or have you ever said, you never do anything right? Or what's wrong with you? Or why can't you learn? Or how about this one? Won't you ever learn to do what I say? Now think about those things. If someone were to say to you, why can't you learn how to do this? How would that make you feel? Well, if you are saying things like that to your child, that is a withdrawal and it's affecting their self-esteem. Another way to withdraw is by refusing to listen to your child. And you can do this by saying things like, I don't want to hear it. Now, I have to confess, there had been times when our children were growing up, everything seemed like it was falling on top of me. The phone was ringing. The dinner was burning. I was coming in from work, all sorts of stuff. And they were standing there, all four of them may have been saying something like, she hit me, she looked at me, she touched me, all of that. And I would say something like, I don't want to hear it. And that is something that we shouldn't be saying, but it's realistic. I was being honest at the time. But in doing and saying something like that, an apology should come immediately after 
once you settle down. You see, parents, by saying things like that repeatedly, it gets into your child's mind. What's wrong with you? Why can't you learn? Won't you ever learn? Now, I have to be honest. I didn't say things like that. But when it came to saying, I don't want to hear it, when I was overwhelmed, that was a phrase that I would use. And I needed to make sure I didn't use that as much. Well, refusing to listen, shaking your head, walking away, or even giving your child a predictable answer. Has your child ever said to you, I knew you were going to say that? Well, when they are saying that, they know that we're really not listening. We're just parroting things back. And then there are phrases that tear down. And these are things you don't want to use. These are hurtful things. Think about how you would feel if someone said, don't be so stupid. It may even be one time, but if somebody says to you, don't be so stupid, that's really saying they think you're stupid, right? Or stop acting like an idiot. Or how about this? I know a lot of parents listening to this have said, don't be such a crybaby. Well, believe it or not, that's a phrase that can tear down. I don't care how old your child is. If your child is old enough to understand what you're saying and you say repeatedly, don't be such a crybaby, that is going into their heads and that is a negative or a withdrawal. Once again, remember Children's minds are like a tape recorder, and all the negative phrases that you give them are there, and they will play them back throughout the rest of their lives. Once you say something, you cannot take it back. You can apologize, and you can make up for it, and you can stop saying those things, but you can't take it back. And the more you have said it to your child, the more they will play it back. So be very, very careful. I say that children are not who they think they are. Children are who they think you think they are. Now think about that. They are who they think you think they are. So your words matter. You need to make deposits into their lives Every day, positive deposits, not withdrawals, because they are having withdrawals made from people all around them every day. There's something negative coming after them and towards them every day, be it from another friend or from a teacher or somebody. Somebody is putting some negative in your child's head And you need to be the one who's putting positive deposits into their little minds. You can do this a number of ways. Number one, saying positive things to them. Look them in the eye when you're talking to them. This shows that you're making a connection with them and that you care. And you know what else it shows? It shows that you have time for them. If you take time to look someone in the eye While you're talking to them, they know you care, they know you mean business, and they know you have time. 
And believe it or not, when you're talking to your child, say their name and say it in a loving way and let them know that their name is important. How often have you heard someone say, when my mom said my first and my middle name, I knew she meant business. Well, you can say your child's name in a loving way so that they know you mean business. And give them specifics and true compliments. And you want to tell them why. You know, general compliments mean little or nothing when you say things like, oh, you're great or fantastic or you're special. They don't really put deposits into your child's account. And the reason why is because it doesn't give your child anything to hold on to, anything to associate with. What you want to do is say something like, you know, you're really special. You're special to me because God loves you and he gave you to me. You're special because you love your brother. And you know what? You did such a fantastic job when you swept the kitchen tonight. And thank you so much. You did it because I didn't have to ask you to do it. You are really a special, caring person. You see, that makes a difference with the child. They know why they're special. And remember, in doing this, you are modeling behavior that they will be learning to use in the future. So in summary, you want to make sure, parents, that you affirm your child because it gives them emotional support and encouragement. And everyone needs to be affirmed. A child who is not affirmed by one or both parents, like I said earlier, may become emotionally crippled. When you affirm, you need to make sure it's true and that you need to be affirming character traits, not appearances. Can you imagine if the only thing you tell your daughter is how beautiful she is and you're saying, oh, you're just so beautiful. Oh, your smile is great. You're just as beautiful as you can be. Now, it's okay to say that, but imagine If your child is only hearing how beautiful she is, and then for whatever reason, whether it's a car accident, a burn accident, or whatever, she gets a scar on her face, and you have not affirmed her in any other way, can you imagine how your child feels and what you're going to have to help her through to help her see that she is more than the way she looks? So, When you are affirming, affirm character traits, not just appearance. Affirming does a lot of great things. It can bring healing and strength. And you know what? It's like watering seeds of growth for your children. It encourages your child to continue positive actions, to continue positive behaviors. And affirming your child is definitely parenting on purpose. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose. Thank you.